beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Zach McCoy. It's your boy Trav. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and holding over from our main series episode on The Godfather Part Two is our good friend Joseph Tapia. Hi, how's it going? Hey Joe. Nice to have you again. Thank you for having me. There's a part two. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. It, it, I was shocked as well. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's... And it won Best Picture? Yeah, both of them. No third movie, though. That's kind of strange. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, you, yeah. you would have thought they would have capitalized yeah. on that immediately. Yeah, no third movie. Yeah, definitely not wait 16 years or anything. Uh, and we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to our Thursday show, Thursaysy, where we take a look at the oeuvre of a one Oscar bridesmaid and knower of cinema, Martin Scorsese. And Zach, what are we watching this week? This week we're watching Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, a story of a widow and her bratty son as they travel in search of a happy life where she could become a star singer. Oh, I hate this fucking kid. He's such a goddamn brat. <laughs> Thank is. you for saying the thing that we all wanted to say. He is oh. precocious with the capital douche. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude. If there's any excuse for child murder, it's this kid right here. My. But uh, I, I'll stay up front. Credit to the, the kid's a great actor, I guess, at making the bratty character. Anyway, Well, I heard he was just being himself. Oh, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> All right. So uh, we do have an Oscar breakdown. So okay. let's do our Oscar breakdown. Break it down. All right. So this is nominated for three Academy Awards. It picks up Best Actress for Ellen Bernstein, beating out the likes of Diane Carroll, Faye Dunaway, uh, Valerie Perrine, and Gina Rollins. It gets nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Diane Ladd playing Flo who not once says kiss my grits in this film. Uh, and she loses to Ingrid Bergman picking up her third Academy Award for Murder on the Orient Express. And it gets nominated for Best Original Screenplay for Robert Getchell, his first screenplay, beating out or getting beaten out by Robert Town for Chinatown. So Robert Ooh. Chinatown. Robert Chinatown. And that's our Oscar breakdown. Hell uh, of a breakdown. Oh, and I forgot to ask, is this everybody's first time watching this film? Uh, no. Yeah, it was. It was mine as well. Zach, you said no? No. I'm also saying no. Zach, when was your first time? Actually, pretty recently. Um, it was a quarantine pick um, where I was, before this podcast was even considered, I was like, you know, there's some Scorsese movies I haven't seen, so let's go back and watch them. And so I watched this one. Nice. I picked it up in a DVD box set about 10, 15 years ago, and I watched it then. Cool. All right. Let's talk about this movie. Okay. All right. <laughs> don't, don't everybody start at once. Um, it's it's, it's kind of hard to talk about. I, I really love it as a slice of life kind of flick, and, and I think it's not something I would really like I hadn't heard of this movie and I now seeing it I'm like okay this you know the shot setups the you know the composition really makes sense for Scorsese but the content is something I would think of kind of outside of oeuvre um, so that was a little surprising but I really enjoyed it overall I do like the movie. I think 
the kid really does bring it down. It makes it hard to enjoy <laughs> some of the scenes because it, it leads up to some some meaningful points at the end, I guess. But he's he's so grating. Give um, give you but, a little PTSD there, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this man's sweating white, but is <laughs> flustered. Got my last couple of hairs fall out. Oh, there it goes. Uh, what if the whole time this is how Zach acted as a kid, so it has like these flashback moments for him? I was a wonderful child. Zach, did you have to turn the movie off every once in a while? Did you have to like, well, take it a break? Just, just got to walk away. No, I just <laughs> grinned and bared it. Yeah, that's what she said. Mm, oh, no. it works it always works but um i i i do think ellen bernstein is she is in a series of incredible performances and movies she's just owning the 70s um so she's great yeah yeah um you know i'm kind of where zach is but like more extreme um, I'm I'm clearly the grouchiest Oscar here. <laughs> this movie is terrible. Um, and it really is ruined by the kid because I love um Ellen Bernstein. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. she's been in so many classics like The Exorcist and Requiem for a Dream and stuff like and it's not that her performance sucks, but I the the kid really ruins the movie, dude. He is such a douche. Like <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a, a brattiest kid like this in real life. And, um, you know, also I just kind of feel like the movie has no plot. I guess it's just like a little snippet of this chick trying to go through life. So I don't know. I just feel like it doesn't have no conclusion. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it's real funny too. Cause we watched this film earlier. I, I watched the ending with Joe cause he needed to, finish it for the podcast mm-hmm. and that was uh, a note that my wife brought up but in a very positive night <laughs> yeah, because I, that's what i absolutely love about the film is that it doesn't really have a plot you're just watching someone trying to exist i agree with paul uh i i love that it's it's kind of open-ended because you move from one spot to another to another and in in the span of those, the the connective tissue is just the relationship between the mother and the son. So when it doesn't conclude, you're just kind of left with this feeling that maybe everything's going to be all right. And this mother and the son, as long as they have each other, are going to continue to have adventures or misadventures. Dude, but I, misadventures. I, I feel like once this kid grows up, him and his mother wouldn't even talk anymore because I'm, of the toxicity of the relationship. By the way, guys, um, about the, you know, continuous adventures, there is a sitcom based yeah. off of this movie called which, Alice, which is crazy, which is, which is where the phrase kiss my grits came from was mm-hmm. from the sitcom. Oh, Alice why I referenced it up front. Wow. <laughs> The, the the writer of this script wrote, I think created the sitcom and wrote on it and also wrote for its spinoff, Flow. My, oh my Wild. gosh. I, how did I never know that? How did, this, crazy. how did this movie get a show? I mean, it was successful. It was like a $2 million budget and made over 20, so 10 times its budget. And um, 
Well, I like MCU movies, so I got poor taste anyways. You know what I mean? so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and Chris Christopherson, you know, is a, a handsome and very guy. sexy. Oh, God. Very so sexy. Throw on my records and slow dance in the living room. Yeah, I wanted him to take me to Monterey. <laughs> if you know what I mean. No, no. What do you mean? Uh, what I think she said something about it. I don't know. Uh, okay. Mm. No, but um, <laughs> dude, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. When this man Donald got murdered randomly, and like, when I want to say murdered, but you know, when he was killed in this random brick accident that happened <laughs> in his truck, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, good for him. You know, good for them. <laughs> this dude is garbage. Yeah, you know? just I, You mentioned him, and I forgot about that part of the movie. I <laughs> oh, wiped that from my memory. And she's just over here crying and upset. I'm like, bro, bro, you went to bed. You tried to like have a conversation with this man. He shit on you. You rolled over, cried yourself to sleep, and he was like, "Let me put my arm around her and comfort her because I'm a piece of shit." <laughs> Uh man, dude, there's just a lot of bad characters in this uh you know, and it's it's always funny to me when uh people complain about how Corsese mm-hmm. does certain characters, uh especially with how few like women he tends to put in movies. Right. This film, of course, being populated with a lot of female characters, but it's always funny to me when they complain about it because I'm like, have you watched his movies? Like, all the men in every single one of his movies ain't shit. They're just Dude, terrible for sure. people. For sure. <laughs> Would you want women in the environments with these men? Because I sure don't. <laughs> Bro, yeah. I'm just looking like back in my notes and a lot of it is just, I hate this fucking kid. Bro, this kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's just like this repeat. It all comes back. I of- this kid got me triggered way too many times in this movie that I should care to when admit. She, I love she, how much I hate him, though. When she was like, if you open your mouth one more time, and then he just stands there all slack-jawed, I, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah. Bro, exactly. when uh, they were driving in the car and, you know, he felt like he was going to vomit, but, like, kept being like, no, I'm good, go on. And then, oh, I'm going to vomit. I would have kicked... I would have kicked this fucking kid out the car and we wouldn't have gotten back in the car until he puked all over the side of the road. My <laughs> God. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh, something else too. You know, when um the dude snaps on the kid, right? Because he's being a little dick. And, you know, she's like, you, you hit my kid and stuff like that. I'm like, She's the kind that, like, the bus driver will be like, dude, your kid's acting up on the bus. And she's like, not my kid. <laughs> not my kid. I'm, I'm not one to advocate child abuse, but when she went off on him, I was like, what? He didn't hit that kid enough. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> More times, please. Yeah. I don't know if um, he's supposed to have any uh, traumatic uh, mental health issues from his youth or stuff they could have been it could have been described or um demonstrated in much better ways um well clearly his mom has poor choice in men so it probably just a structured from his whole life being around toxic men exactly all the men ain't shit (laughs) yeah but i mean here's the thing dude that's his why doesn't the mother take some some portion of the blame for that you know what i 
You know what I will say about the kid, um, as annoying as he is, and this is really to Scorsese's credit, is that the point of view is so tight uh, on Alice that I start to care about the kid just a little bit because I care about Alice. And as an extension, I care about the kid. Yeah, when they're getting along and times are good, you 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 start to see like why the relationship is as strong as it is. But man, when he just goes off the fucking rails. Yeah, no, fuck that kid. But but also <laughs> asterisk, fuck that kid. <laughs> I start to care about the kid, but fuck that kid. <laughs> Shout out to Jodie Foster, though. You know. Oh, she's so good in this. She's, she's like a tiny I didn't even realize. <laughs> I didn't realize it was Jodie Foster until I was like three-fourths of the way through the movie and Paul was like, oh yeah, did you get the part where Jodie Foster shows up? And I'm like, oh, you mean the <laughs> other guy? Jodie Foster shows up. The other kid boy? Like, Yeah, no, I didn't even know it was a girl to the police station incident. <laughs> yeah. And I was As like, dude, that's a, a little, girl? A little just, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just seen I've seen Taxi Driver so many times that as soon as Jodie Foster started talking, I was like, "Oh, Jodie Foster! I forgot she was in this." Yeah. I'm looking at the notes here. Little uh, uh, future actress Laura Dern appears as a little girl eating ice cream cone in the diner. Ah, that's wild. She's she, Diane Ladd's daughter. Yeah, yeah. At the at the end of the film, during this scene where. Uh, the dreamy Chris Christopherson in this film uh, mm. shows back up to try to convince Alice to give him another chance. Right. She is uh, Oscar winner. Laura Dern is sitting at the end of the counter with an older man. And uh, Alice turns around and gives them soda cans at one point. She's looking right into the camera too. What a horrible oh, actress. <laughs> Uh, just kidding laura dern if you're listening to this i love you dude that reminds me though you're you're bringing up how like he came in there to like beg for forgiveness or whatever mm-hmm. like dude he said his piece and she didn't accept it and he was like what the fuck you mean you don't accept my apology <laughs> i said please i love that she's like so and oh, the, f- the fuck you want uh, <laughs> I, I do love when she yells at him, uh, and I don't want anyone to stop me. And he says, like, who's, who's trying to fucking stop you? <laughs> I do love the diner scenes, though, her and the other waitress. Oh, God, Flo is so good. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. It's I the also best, love, I also best love parts Vera. of the movie. Yeah, I also love Vera because she's weird as shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what was that one line she has at the end there? <laughs> she's like, it feels like spring weather or something. Yeah, it's just in the middle of this fight. That poor girl, they just left her out. (laughs) She tries to barricade the door with a chair. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now I was. Woo! Your your boy got a frog in his throat, Zach. But, um, um, what I was going to say, you know what, though? Like, watching it by myself, I was kind of like, yeah, you know. But now that we're like talking about the movie, I realize how like how well written it is, even if I didn't enjoy the movie, because there's so many mm-hmm. talking points mm-hmm. about the movie. And again, I mean Scorsese is gonna do what Scorsese does. Yeah. 
And that's why that's why he gets a Thursday every week. You know, there's I think there was a distinct part in the movie for me where I started to appreciate the writing. Um, and I think it was just like the the level of authenticity. It's the part where she goes looking for a job and mm-hmm. she gets to this bar and the bar owner sitting there and she starts crying. And the bar owner says in three different like three times in a row in three different ways, each meaning a different thing. He says, I don't even have a piano in here. And then he says, I don't even have a piano in here. I don't even have a piano. in here." And it's, I'm like, okay, only in a Scorsese movie could a character say the same line three or four times in a row. And it mean different things. Right. Each time. Hey, but you know, sometimes you got to turn around and let them look at you. <laughs> Yeah, and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up the opening scene, which I think is one of the best things that Scorsese's put on film. I love. Well, I well love... describe this. Describe this scene, Mister Workman. What are we working with here? Well, we 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 have a nice soundstage, mm-hmm. and a, a kind of a dusty uh, farmland with the wooden fences, and it looks a lot like the opening to something like Wizard of Oz. Right. And I just love, I love a good soundstage shoot, especially one that's supposed to feel like an old Hollywood soundstage shoot where right. you're, you're immediately supposed to bring up memories of films that you had watched in the past and delve completely into a different time. And, uh, and it's just this red, dreamy hue. I, I love it. Red dreamy hue. I'm gonna start using that as a description. You should. Red dreamy, Red dreamy hue. hue. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you: Does the does her as a child grow up to to be anything? This little girl? No. No. Okay. So but you don't even know who she is. Oh, the the actress or? Yeah, yeah, the actress. Oh, uh, you know, I don't know. She is listed in first well, on the cast list because she's the first actress you see in the film. Um, let's see. Oh, oh yeah, mate. Look, man, this is Thursdays, man. I need these answers. <laughs> okay. We do two things on Thursdays. We talk about Scorsese movie. We answer questions. We answer questions, and we mm-hmm. listen to Hanson Mbop. Mbop. <laughs> Hanson, a band I have seen in concert twice. Damn right. Oh. At one time, almost cost you your life. That's right. But you're still here with us. <laughs> um, Zach, you sound like you had something. Oh, yeah. I'm just um, looking at the Wikipedia here, reading some notes. Uh, Ellen Bernstein was uh, Bernstein was filming The Exorcist when um, she was kind of directed to this script by none other than. Nicholas Cage's uncle, Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, <laughs> of course. He said, go look at a movie called Mean Streets and see what you think. Mm-hmm. So he booked a screening. It hadn't been released yet. <laughs> and um, then they hooked up and made this movie. Bro, Hell yeah. The fact that the pitch was go look at Mean Streets and then make this movie. <laughs> it makes no sense in the slightest. Yeah, you see that movie Mean Streets? We're not. We're gonna make a movie. Nothing like it. Exactly. You got Harvey Keitel busting up some shit. I guess busting up yeah. some shit. Okay. So uh, her name is Mia Bendixson. Okay. 
Uh, she had a bunch of small roles in TV shows and movies before this, uh, including Little Girl in the movie Fuzz, uh, to, to kind of give you an idea of where she's at as an actress before this. Uh, and does this film in 1974 doesn't have another acting gig for three years and then is on an episode of Little House of the Prairie. Was, wow. she, in this, was she in the sequel to Fuzz? Um, Hot Fuzz? Uh, <laughs> I'm not seeing it here because she oh. she exits acting after 1982 after playing pregnant girl in ladies room in the film Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. What a highlight. What a highlight. She plays girl <laughs> in Prophecy. Again, uh, characters without names. And uh, after 1982, she has an acting gig in 2010 in Where's oh. My Man, the TV movie. She's making a comeback. Uh, what is this TV movie on, sir? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> well, your boy's going to look it up, man, because I feel like this is a Lifetime movie. It's, it's only a 30-minute movie directed by Eric Harvey. Mm -hmm. So this is the girl from the opening scene. She she goes on to to do yeah, young Alice, pre pregnant girl, in in in, in bathroom, bathroom or something in bathroom. Right. Gotcha. In ladies' room. See, she, she was at the top of her game. So she yeah yeah yeah. She did play Gretel in Once Upon a Brother's Grimm in the segment Hansel and Gretel. So hey, there you go. There you go. Nice. Well, Hey, she's maybe done one than, day she's done more than I've done. So yeah, maybe, maybe they'll do. <laughs> Only a I could reach status of pregnant girl in dressing room. Yeah, yeah, pregnant girl in dressing room, and the spinoff, pregnant girl in pool hall, and you know it'll be a whole series. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Uh, let's let's book this, and we can cover it here on Thursdays. That's right. So yeah, that that I got no more notes, man. <laughs> my, I've I've ranted about my hatred for this shit kid. <laughs> that kid sucks. Dude, that That's kid most sucks, of the episode. I but think. but again, I I love how much I hate him because I love a, I love a good villain. I need to ask, as um, I don't know, Joe, do you have kids? Uh, no, I don't. But let me just say, I I feel like we're gonna miss the kid on the next. Scorsese movie. There, we need an object to hate during a movie. I'm sure. Know? I'm. I'm sure Scorsese's going to give us one. That's true. That's true. It just may not be as annoying as this kid. But let me ask you guys for real: If this was your kid, would you secretly be like, "I hate my fucking kid"? Yes. <laughs> I. If that was my kid, you know, modern perspective, perhaps in the '70s, they weren't talking about taking kids to therapy. This kid needs to go to therapy. He needs mm -hmm. to work on his issues. Come up with some some tactics for winding down and dealing with his frustration and all that. And I would never, I would never hate my own child, even if they tried to kill me. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'm going to parrot what Zach just said so that uh, child services doesn't come to my house. <laughs> no, no, honestly, I, I don't, I, I mean, uh, there are parents out there that hate their kids or whatever, clearly, because they're shit mm. parents. But like Zach said, man, this kid needs some serious therapy. And, um, and he need, John Cena needs to give this man an attitude adjustment <laughs> right there. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It makes Fucking me think God. of that that episode of <laughs> Scared Straight or wherever they got the kid. And the guy's like, 
get in here. And the other kid's like, I can't. The door's not open. <laughs> I remember <wide> that. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? The door's not open wide enough. That, that's him. Oh, man. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> that is that. I, I, overall, I really enjoyed this film. I think it's good. I do like it. Two thumbs way up. <laughs> way up. All right. Up in your butt. So this. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it and I didn't say it. So when you said it, I was like. I got your back. <laughs> there for you. Yeah. All right. So unfortunately, this is not in the National Film Registry, as we discussed on unfortunately. the main series so, uh, so I don't, well, I say unfortunately, because I, I don't get to have you guys guess a year, and I think this movie should be in. Um, oh. So. I got one question, though. Okay. Um, okay, so she won Best Actress, right? For, right? for this. What else was she up against? Uh, she was up against Faye Dunaway in Chinatown. I, I, yeah, I you named, said that earlier. I named all the all the actresses I didn't name. Yeah, but I forgot everything. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> At the, after me shitting on the kid for 20 minutes, I forgot what movies this was up against. I'll say she was up against Faye Dunaway in Chinatown, which is a performance that uh, I think is probably her stiffest competition mm-hmm. without having seen Diane Carroll and Claudine. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Um. And not having seen A Woman Under the Influence, a film I know is very highly regarded and is in the National Film Registry. Uh, and was the, I believe, I said the earliest yeah, the film earliest. Of, of 1974 to get into the... Well, in Chinatown. Yeah, got and it was, a second, it was a second class in 1990. Well, I was about to say, Chinatown's a much better movie than this, so... Um... Uh, Chinatown goes into 1991. So... Um, I know Woman Under the Influence is very, very respected and that Gina Rowland's performance in that is apparently very, very good. So mm-hmm. I think she's also stiff competition. I don't know that I nominate Valerie Perrine for Linny. I think she's good in that film. I don't know if she's Oscar worthy. Uh, <laughs> 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 you mean Oscar worthy or Oscar worst? No, I was thinking about the movie. No, this, I'm just ready for Paul to say stiff again. <laughs> well, there are hey, some scenes. There are some scenes <laughs> with the booties, uh, with, with with the booty and the boobies. But it's and too late. It, I've anyway. already seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, dude. I don't see how she beats out Homegirl in Chinatown. I and maybe my opinion comes from Chinatown's a much better movie to me than this. I'll say this: I I think she carries this film perfectly. I think she deserves the Academy Award. If if not up against Chinatown, I think that it's probably a makeup award for giving her award for the Exorcist away because she should have won for the Exorcist. Well, who won the year that she should have won for Exorcist? Uh, give me a now second. they were snowballing. Because that was a big shock to a lot of people. So oh, it yeah. Was, was it, like oh, some... it was Glinda Jackson in A Touch of Class. Holy yeah, that, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah that a makes terrible no sense. movie. Yeah, that makes no sense. That movie was awful. And she should not have won for that. Um, so Ellen Bernstein was po- was supposedly the the front runner for the Oscar that night, and they right. gave it to uh, Touch of Ass. <laughs> I don't even want to call it Touch of Ass because I like oh, I yeah. like touching ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hmm. So that Stiff almost competition. Makes... <laughs> Indeed, it does. 
So yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Let's do our worsty judgments. Joe, our question on this show is not whether this is the worst best picture of all time. Is, okay. Is this Scorsese's worst film? Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, let me just pull up a filmography really quickly and, um, I can answer that. The rest of us are probably only rating the ones we've watched so far right. on right. the show, but it, right. y- you can pick, you know. Yeah. Kind of like we, we let okay. him get the wide berth with the, uh, yeah. Okay. With the best picture. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Wide um, and Granted, I have not seen the complete filmography. I know I am such a slacker, um, but I'm gonna say no. It's it's not. Um, I would be willing to bet that there is something not as good as this one. Um, in fact, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna say no. Trip. Well, first off, um, I feel like. When you asked Joe, it was pretty serious, and you didn't ask me as serious as you asked Joe. I was about to ask you serious, but I said Trav, and then you started talking, so I didn't even get to ask the question. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Blame me, as he always does. Oh, yeah, you listen back. You're the one that edits this, so mm-hmm. you're going to make it sound like there's a wide pause in there now. Um, <laughs> Take it from the top, Paul. Trav. <laughs> my dear friend mm-hmm. host of leveling up with benjamin banks number one papa roach fan is this martin scorsese's worst film okay so um i didn't get to do boxcar with you guys because i was out of town that week um we did mean streets last week we're doing alice this week and who's that knocking at my door i was also out of town but i've Watched all the movies. I enjoyed Boxcar, dude. Like, yeah. What were we talking about? Or not we, but you said something on the podcast for it where somebody told Martin Scorsese was the biggest piece of shit he's ever seen. Well, it was John Cassavetes told him that the movie was a piece of shit. And (laughs) I think, I think it's, I, I think where he was going with that was this film's fine, but you're better than making fine but, films. But Scorsese has made worse films before that, so I still don't understand the comment, even if that's what he's saying. Um, just, I guess just his art, artistry applied, it's like fancying up a pile of shit or something. <laughs> a little polishing the turd. Put a little glitter on it. So am I the Paul for that movie, where I just like a weird-ass pile of shit? I think it's oh, a good film. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good film, too. But um, I don't think that about who's that uh, knocking at my door. That movie's g- fucking garbage. Um, so no, this is not his worst movie. But it's not a good movie neither for me. For your boy Trav, your great friend, number one <laughs> Papa Roach fan. <laughs> Zach McCoy. Is this Martin Scorsese's best worst movie? <laughs> Happy I had inflatable to ask you since I had to get serious with Trevor. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I think we talked about how even for you, you kind of had who's that knocking my door and Boxcar Bertha were both like three and a half star movies for you. But uh, 
who's that knocking had more of a personal touch. I just um, I think even though it's not as personal, Boxcar Birth is slightly better made movie. So I'm sticking with um, the answer is no. This is not his worst. Uh, who's that knocking at my door? Though a good film is still his worst so far. Uh, I'm also saying no, and uh, I'm putting this currently in my number one spot. Over mm. Mean Streets? Over I Mean think it's Streets? Be- I think it's way better than Mean Streets. Wow! Way better? Okay, maybe you know not what, way dude, better. If you would have said, I like it more, I could have dealt with that, sir. But you just <laughs> said it was way better, and I'm offended I, now. I, I will say this. I gave them both four stars on Letterboxd. Okay. okay. I think they're both very solid films, and I like that he's not trying to continuously make the same thing over and over again. All four of these films have felt completely different. Absolutely. Uh, but I I think on this one, he's starting to uh, experiment with uh, his camera angles more, and I think he's playing with tone and uh, framing a lot more in this. It's funnier than Mean Streets. It's I laugh so much in this film, especially after... Uh, she picks him up from the uh, from the cop station. He's just sitting in the station wagon, all looking half dead. And she says, "You look like you've just been embalmed." <laughs> I just love the fact that you called it the cop station. I my you <laughs> the can cop ask these guys. Station. My brain's been dead all night. <laughs> I, <laughs> the cop station. Cop station. I'm forever calling the police station the cop station. I should have called it a pigsty. Yeah, no, I'm sad I didn't call it that. Anyway, this guy. Whoop, this yeah. guy. <laughs> That's the sound of the police. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right. Uh, I guess that's it. I, I always feel weird <laughs> wrapping this up because Jonathan wraps up the other show, so I get lost. Um, Joe, thank you for joining us on another episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Lovely have time. Absolutely. Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. All right. So I guess we'll do the uh, where can people find you? Trav, where can people find you online? Um, well, for me, I mean, if, you, if you're interested in me ranting about shitty kids, you can find me on uh, Instagram at ZK Audio. You can find me on the Twitter at T-R-A-V-I-O-S-Z-K. You can also listen to your boy every Tuesday on the Level Up with Benjamin Banks podcast. And, of course, that is available on Fridays on our YouTube and video for Matt. All right. Zach, where can people find you on the line? Find me on Critiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, Letterboxd, you can search by my name, or Zachtastic, I'm not going to spell it out, uh, or TikTok, House Havoc. Yes, sir. Oh. And you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd at Father of the Fear across all platforms. And Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching Italian American, which you can find on YouTube for free right now. An HD version. Mm-hmm. Just type 45, it in. All, for, about 45 minutes. Yeah, all one word. Italian American. All one word. All right. <laughs> we only got one I, word. I'm telling you, I get I get lost trying to be the host and the closing person. Well, all also, right. um, you know, we didn't get a thank you from Zach at all this whole entire episode. Zach gave no thanks to you. To, Wait, to what? Me? I didn't thank Paul. 
Yeah, you, you didn't think of it at all. I mean, usually Paul will drop some knowledge or oh. say something, and Zach comes right on in with that. Thank you. And no. we didn't get a right. thank you. You're, you're, that's very true, and I'm and I'm sorry, Paul. I I failed you, and <laughs> um, if you don't want me on the show anymore, I understand. <laughs> um, we'll discuss this off air. Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, with that, we'd like to thank Trav for our sister podcast. Look <laughs> up with Benjamin Banks for producing our show. We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like to thank Megan and Shelby. Megan and Jay Bellevue. Wow. <laughs> for our beautiful artwork. Megan, Jay, you are wonderful. Please, I'm sorry that I messed up your name. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscar Worst Pod. And on Facebook, it's the Oscar Worst Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps us to be seen in the almighty rhythm of Al Gore. Rhythm, 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 rhythm. For Zach, Trav. It said Jonathan, so I threw myself <laughs> off. For Zach, Trav, Joe, and uh, Tommy, everybody's Tommy. favorite child. <laughs> 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 For you all, have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>